Welcome back to Two Big Guys and Grover Podcast. It's another episode of our conversation pieces where we kind of take some time and get to know people in our industry. Today, we were able to catch up with Brad Hughes with Tough Draw and uh, talk a little bit about what their vision is, how they're impacting Western culture and Western lifestyle. Enjoy this episode. It's a really good one. Let us know what you think. Brad. Chris Cody. Hey. This is Chris Cody and Scott. How are you doing? <clears throat> good, man. How are y'all? We're here. We're, uh, you know, we, we kind of nursed that weekend uh, event hangover midweek, you know, trying to continue to keep rolling, but we're, we're definitely headed in the right direction. I like how Chris used his yeah. announcer voice to start that off. Hey, hey. Brad. <clears throat> hey, Brad. Hey. <laughs> how are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Just getting getting going. For those of uh, our listeners that uh don't know who you are obviously uh you're the mind trust behind tough draw right <laughs> yeah i mean i guess you could call it that um tough draw was just it was something that it actually started as a feature film script that uh i wrote back when i was in college at the university of texas and uh it's just kind of you know it's spiraled since it's been a passion of mine for a long time and we've developed it more into a brand as much as anything but uh but yeah it's me and my business partner james trawick um kind of spearheading those efforts so what's your guys's mission right now what is what's <clears throat> what are you uh what are you pushing what are you uh hoping to do with the western lifestyles yeah so i mean really all we are um you know james and i are storytellers and we do a lot of video content. We do a lot of media. Uh, we both have backgrounds in Western culture. Um, I grew up out in West Texas and spent my summers on cattle ranch. And uh, James actually college rodeoed and he was a team roper. And, uh, but for us, you know, for us, it's all about creating, um, creating and telling stories that authentically represent Western culture. And, um, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, our goal is to just give, give a voice to the modern day cowboy and inspire the up and coming generations to ensure that, um, that, you know, that this sport and this culture and this, uh, mindset stay alive, you know? What, um, uh, what are some of the projects that you've done in the past? Well, James and I, we've, I mean, we've been business partners since, 2012 and you know we've done a lot of things from music videos and uh websites and we spent a lot of time in the outdoor industries and uh you know we've done some short films that have um that have placed at the badlands film festival uh just about hunting and conservation um you know, we've done some stories about land stewardship, but uh, but here recently with the shift of Tough Draw being kind of our our focal point for our brand, um, we uh, we did a piece about Sage Kimsey. Um, they the Cowboy Channel aired it during the NFR, but it's just it was something we wanted to do, and um, you know, so that that was a short film we put together. But, Brad, is that you know, the eight minute? The, is that the eight minute piece that starts with him on a bucking barrel? Yes. At, yes, sir. I watched it yesterday here at the office. PRCA that just was, dropped. Yeah, that. that was awesome. Yeah, that was good work. Yeah, 
Thank you very much. Yeah, we, we, uh, you know, James and I, we actually office down in the stockyards and, um, just with what we're trying to do with tough draws a brand, we went and met with the people at the cowboy channel and we were like, you know, we'd love to, we'd love to work with y'all since we know y'all have the PRCA contract and create some short films for you. And, you know, they were just kind of like, well, you know, if you're going to work with us, you kind of have to prove yourselves. So, um, so that was our, that was our attempt at it. So <laughs> that was your attempt. Um, That's a pretty good attempt. Yeah, that was, that was, uh, that was just swinging for the fence a little hey, bit. But let's go back to the conservation side, because I know that when we talked originally, I don't know how many years ago it's been, you know, when we first met and we started, started opening up the conversations, you guys had, you guys, is, that's how you guys met, or you guys met in school? Yeah. So, so it's actually a cool story how we met. Um, so I, I was out in LA. Um, so I started the script for Tough Draw um, while I was at the University of Texas at Austin. And uh, I moved out to LA to do my internships. And, uh, Anyway, I was I was actually sitting on Venice Beach and I wrote over 70 pages in two days and finished the script because I just I missed Texas that much. Like I missed home. <laughs> it that was kind of like your, uh, your therapy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, everybody was like, you know, they're like, oh, my gosh, the beach. And I'm just like, dude, I miss the dust in the my dirt. eyes from West Texas. <laughs> like, come on. Uh, but no, I finished it. <clears throat> And, you know, just like any any kid, especially hot out of college or whatever, you know, you got something in your hands and, you know, you know, it can be something. And I was just like, I'm going to go make a movie. <clears throat> but uh, I ended up getting hooked up with some people uh, in Lubbock, specifically Lyndall Hurst and Chandler Bounds and people like that. And uh, I got introduced to the Bloomers, uh, Kim and Randy Bloomer and Alexis. And uh, they actually introduced me to James, who had been on the rodeo team, um, because he was doing some photography type stuff. And uh, anyway, because he's a roper, uh, right? He's a team know. roper, right? Yeah, team yes, roper. sir. Yeah, he's a he's a header. He had to. He kind of had to give it all up when we started working together. But uh, you know, his he just as much as anything for him with tough draw. He just you know he grew up in the culture and. It's just, it's a way for him to get back to it, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, the movie, the movie became something where his family really started supporting it. And, uh, you know, and from there, uh, he and I just partnered up and, you know, and then we started having to do small thing here, small thing there, music video here, music video there, just to keep the lights on. And, you know, lo and behold, we've been working together ever since. And so you're in LA, you're sitting on a beach, you write this movie. Yeah. What happens after that? Yeah. Uh, well, like I said, I, I, uh, I let a couple of people read it at the development. I was actually working at Scott free, which is Ridley Scott's company. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I let a couple of people read it that were there and they just kind of told me like, if you want to be a filmmaker, you need to go back and make this. And so, you know, I mean, for me, I just kind of took the school that I had and, you know, obviously I've taken a lot of producing classes and different things like that. So, you know, you put together a budget and you start to figure out if I'm going to make it at this level, you know, here's what my budget is. And, 
you just start you start pitching it you start chasing it and developing it and continuously producing it and then you know for us we just opportunities came along or things got bigger and bigger and uh you know for us we got busier and busier and you know the the dream of the movie has constantly been there and it stayed alive and uh you know and here we are several years later um we have you know an amazing team around us and uh you know i I hope that we can make it. I mean, we have a distribution deal in place. We're trying to get, <clears throat> we're still trying to get funding for it. Um, but you know, tough Edelman has signed on as an executive producer and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy how it's transformed from way back when, when James and I first met to what it is now, because, you know, I've been in and around the industry and made relationships and stuff and been at it for about a decade almost. So, can you can you give us the basis of the storyline? Uh, or is yeah, that letting out I mean, too much out of the bag? No, I mean, I mean, I can. I'll just tell you what what our website says because mm. that's you know that's pretty much the gist of what I can say. But it's an inspirational sports drama, and uh, you know, it's uh, it's about a a rodeo like basically a guy at the end of his career. Um, you know, partnering up unexpectedly with a rookie, um, a young guy, and kind of how how they learn from each other. So, you know, very much the sports drama element. Um, again, we're finessing and massaging the script. So, uh, have you guys? Have you been cutting, or have you been uh, doing any? Uh, I don't want to say B-roll, but have you been acquiring any of the action? I know at one point we were talked about, and you said, you know, here's yeah. here's kind of what we're looking yeah. at doing. Well, so yeah, so the the we've actually gotten we've gotten more people on our team since then, and we've got uh, one of our hit producers uh, used to be at Sony and worked on Spider Man and has done a lot of animation and then another guy is a more texas based guy but he's got over 20 films under his belt and they're kind of running point but you know the the uh the possibilities have grown quite a bit even since we talked last and uh you know just from a talent standpoint and all that and uh but yeah i mean as far as as far as the movie goes we anticipate you know a 2021 release like i said we have theatrical distribution already which is huge for any film especially an independent um but right now you know right now all of our efforts are really focused on uh a documentary that we're uh, that we're actually starting this week so can you expand on just you don't have to let it all out of the bag but just you know let, kind of tease us a little bit what we can look for on what the dock? Yep, on the dock. Okay. Um. So we through the journey of tough drama, uh, we have actually been uh, in very good communication with the Frost family and become really close friends with Stetson. And uh, we've met uh, Miss Elsie and Mr. Clyde. And um, anyway, we have been given the honor and privilege to produce a documentary about Lane. And uh, 
we have acquired we've gotten some investment in and uh like i said we're rocking and rolling um this week um we're starting and we're looking to release it this year at cheyenne hey just awesome. i was going to stop you back up a little bit on a personal side do you i i'll, I'll i want to share with you mine because i want to kind of hear yours is i remember the first yeah. time i met clyde and elsie and uh, yeah. we were at the tulsa pbr and 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 uh stetson and kelsey had you know come up with them and for the event i mean i've been around quite a few sports figures and you know pro football players and legendary players and coaches and stuff in my in my career it was hard not to be starstruck you know just with their presence i mean it was amazing i was the whole time i'm sitting there going i mean these this is lane's mom and dad and then it then it went from lane's mom and dad to Gosh, this is else. You know, this is yeah. Clyde, and then they became their own. It wasn't like that, and it was just man. I would share that. And I got goosebumps. But did you kind of have that same, or what was your feeling when you? Because I know, I know how much you value the Western culture. Yeah, and yeah. You know. So yeah, so being being a sports fan like I am, and that being so rooted within me, you know, I have had a lot of opportunity to meet. You know, I've met a lot of celebrities that are in movies and, you know, worked for Ridley Scott and people that I really respect and look up, look up to and uh, and all that. But there was something that was just so surreal about when we went to do an interview with Claude and Elsie and how, um, you know, James and I were like kids all over again, standing mm-hmm. in Lane Cross, old bedroom, you know, like it was it was unreal. Um you know, like I, it was one of those, you, you remain as professional as possible, but you're still just, <laughs> you're kid, so excited. Right? Yeah. You know? yeah. You're so excited. And, um, uh, but yeah, and I mean, everything you hear, they're just the sweetest people. And like James had actually, uh, and he got to share this story with them, but James was at a roping down around Florida or down in the Southeast where James is from. And, uh, they were handing out Bibles and he still has his. So, oh, cool. you know, it's just, it's, um, I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things. And even, even just working with tough as well and forming the relationship that we have with him, you know, that him and Lane, you know, from the eight seconds movie and then just everything from how, you know, how I looked up to them as sports figures and, you know, and heroes and stuff like that. It's just been, it's been awesome and surreal to. Well, hey, well, it's not just to be able to do that. Yeah, it's not just our generation, and then I'll say ours because I'm <clears throat> 51. But it's <clears throat> not just our generation or the younger generation. It's the older generation. I share this story because it's, it was for me. It was, it was so awesome. I had the opportunity to go hunt down around there and uh, took my father, who was 82 at the time, took him hunting back on Clyde Nelsie's place. And my dad's a little hard of hearing. You know, a lot of times you go, hey, Charlie, hey. You know, you got to speak and repeat a little bit. So we're literally sitting in the bushes. And it's quiet. And he's caught his breath because he was short of breath when we first sat down. And all of a sudden he looks over at me and I'm like, what's wrong? And he's like, do you realize we're hunting at Clyde and Elsie Frost? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I said, I know. Is that awesome? He's like man, I just never thought that's just, that's just really yeah. special, Chris, you know? And, and so, you know, yeah. he's 82 years old, you know? So yeah, even definitely. for him, they, they carry such a, 
you know, such a, a role, you know. It, and it's pretty cool, yeah. Brad. You're going to get to tell the story the uh, the right way. Looking forward oh, to yeah, that. Because, yeah. you know, eight, what eight seconds did was eight seconds gave us a, a, a tiny look and created a uh, created a, a, another legacy that will live on for absolutely ever. My, yes, my son's five years old, and he watches eight seconds all the time. Loves it. Exactly. Um, you know, I still remember yep. going to that movie theater. But I also remember going to that movie theater and watching that movie in high school and going – Man, his dad wasn't a very good person. Well, that wasn't true, yeah. but we didn't know yeah. it. We didn't have that. And Elsie talks about it all yes, the time, sir. that they didn't talk about Lane being saved. They yep. they made exactly. Clyde out to be somebody that he wasn't. Yeah. Cody Lambert's never wrote a piece of poetry in his entire life. Uh, you know, yeah. just stupid. Oh, the relationship yeah. between he and Kelly was not yeah. the same. I mean, there were so many the relationships. things that were fictitious, that, but that was Hollywood. But that was Hollywood, and, and yeah. you're going to be able to tell the yeah. story. Yeah the right way well, and if it would have been told exactly. with all of those flowers back then it, it wouldn't yeah. have got any traction it wouldn't honestly. have to draw yeah no, no it wouldn't have well and you know and we talked we talked with miss elsie about that as well and uh you know one of the biggest things that that uh that i think she's excited about you know is is the fact that you know james and i are christians and mm-hmm. to be honest our entire team is our entire producing team um you know, those two guys I mentioned earlier produced a lot of uh, faith-based content as well. And, uh, you know, for us, it's about authenticity. It's about telling it the right way. It's about making it look the right way, um, you know, which is a big reason why Tough got involved as well. And so for us, you know, we we, we know we know how important it is to do it right. And, uh, you know, but we also had a very good conversation with Miss Elsie, and she opened up to us that, you know, at the same time, like through, you know, just through the vision of like, you know, they got it wrong and, you know, you could easily just be mad about it and be spiteful. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she told us that the beauty that the beauty that came from it was that, you know, God used it the way that she wanted him to, because yeah. they have received so many phone calls about fathers and sons who have mended their relationship because of that movie. Yep. And she just thinks that's so amazing, even though that's not how it was, mm-hmm. you know? So again, with this, with this opportunity, we're just absolutely thrilled, you know, to, to give our, give our take of it and just, you know, do it how the family wants and just try to, you know, try to do the story as best as we can. Cause you know, I mean, everybody knows the story, uh, the story that is eight seconds, but there's just so much more to it. Yeah, know? we're looking forward to that. Looking yeah, absolutely, definitely, definitely. So, uh, past the documentary, we're talking about the movie. Yeah. Some, what are some of the other yeah. aspects that uh, Tough Draw? You know, I mean, I know we've talked a little bit. Yeah. We kind of shared that mission, and what are some of the other yeah. things going on? Man, I mean, with Tough Draw, we're just we're we're in the process of trying to open up more doorways uh, to produce some of that short form content like we did with Sage. Um, you know, we actually, uh, we actually just secured a deal. Um, Cavenders is wanting us to go shoot the American for them. Um, good. but yeah. you know, just continue to put good content together, um, for the community. Um, 
you know, Chris, I know like you and I talked about, um, we filmed some extra stuff with Sage and his helmet and I want to put some of that together for y'all. Yeah, I mean, we do. We want to do that too. <laughs> Sage, Sage, yeah. We were, when we were in Vegas, and, Sage and Alexis were like, yeah, I mean, have you seen it? I'm like, no, you know, it's yeah. awesome. So. Well, it's just, you know, it's, we want to keep telling stories in, the, in this culture. There's so many stories and not just in bull riding. Um, you know, with James's background being in team roping, and you know, um, I was good friends with Sam Sp- uh, Spreadboro, you know, the bronc rider, and you know, a lot of my family rodeoed, and um, you know, I just we just want to keep telling these stories and uh, and get that out there, and you know, whether it's creating content, um, you know, for for like. Uh, businesses and brands within the culture, kind of like Cavenders or even the hundred X. Um, you know, we just, we want to, we just want to grow this culture because like I said, we, we fully, our entire team fully 100% uh, is of the mindset that this, this culture, this mindset, um, this way of life needs to be preserved and it needs to continue. Yeah. I, I and, think using today's technology, to be yep. that, you know, use that to be the storytelling versus, you know, when we were growing up, obviously as grandma, grandpa, you sit around Sunday and you, you listen to stories or you, you meet a writer and they talk about theirs or, you know, you meet somebody and they realize that your paths have crossed or your life's across and, and, you know, uh, acquaintances that you both know. Yep. And then they start, you know, you start telling those stories. I, you know, obviously today's technology allows us through social media through production, exactly. through small films, it almost documents exactly. it even better. Yeah. I, and we're yes. right now kind of society. I mean, you know, like I was saying back on Lane, I mm-hmm. found out Lane Frost died because of the Topeka Capital Journal at the bar mm-hmm. in Moorville, Kansas. And I, yeah. I remember it, I, and I don't even know how old I was. Pretty yeah. young, but yeah. we sat down and... Mom said, "Hey, there's a, there's a bull rider on the front of the paper. You know, looks like a buck yeah. bull picked it up." I'm like, "He died." Holy crap! My my hero's gone. Yep. You know, and yeah. uh, and now of course we know that minutes uh, after it happened or yeah. before people oh, before seconds. before the yeah, other people man. in Instant. life are supposed to know. We know as a culture. Yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, yeah, and a perfect example of that is you know, and I know it's. Different scenario, obviously, but Kobe Bryant. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's, you know, and that's, you know, like I said, going back to kind of what what inspired me to do this in the first place. You know, I grew up playing high school football in West Texas. Um, You know, that's about as cliched as it gets, right? What was your high? (laughs) What was the name of your high school? Friendship, Friendship High School in Wolford. Texas, right up. I love it. Hey, just give a little and, shout out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. go ahead. But yeah, I mean, I played, I played football, bas- uh, basketball, and baseball. Um, you know, I had friends at Red Bulls. I've always been a bull riding fan. Um, I've taken a stab at it once, but it was just one of those things I knew to stay healthy and everything else I wanted to do. But that just wasn't the route <laughs> I could, I could do. But you know, a big movie that came out while I was in high school that really inspired me was Friday Night Lights. And, you know, the fact that that was a book. And then when I got to college, the TV show came out. And I was just like, rodeo doesn't have this. Like, but they need it. 
And, and I, you know, and I know, like I'm sitting here in classes, taking the classes to, and I know how to do it. Like I am learning how to do that. And so, you know, and so there's always been kind of a bigger vision, but then you put the pieces around you to make that happen. And again, like you're saying, I mean, even your five-year-old son loves eight seconds. Like, you know, I'd love to continue to give that generation, the young generation, my kids, I have a a six-year-old and a three-year-old and, you know, I want, I want for them to know what it means to be a cowboy. And I want to give them something that, you know, that feels like the movies they watch today because, I mean, eight seconds was made 30 years ago, you know, dang near. So, you know, so that's, that's kind of, I mean, James was a team roper and he had eight seconds in straight, you know? Yeah. Well, I was just kind of growing so, up. That was the, that was the movie of the nineties for any up and coming cowboy, cowboy beyond Lonesome exactly. Dove. Lonesome Dove and eight seconds were the two that everybody just kind of, you know, yeah, yeah, the, the it, majority it, of us grew up on. It was the guys. word. Yeah. And so, um, to know that you're doing a documentary on the other side, I think is really awesome because uh, Clyde Nelson's story is, is one of, uh, it goes from tragic to triumph and longevity. Yep. They have to relive the death of their son yep. every day, um, and they do it with yep. such grace and dignity. And the fact that they are able to turn that into a positive for so many people, hundreds of Bibles, and, and yeah. just the story. I mean, you see lines at the NFR for a lot of people, but the line for Clyde Nelson oh, yeah. every day <laughs> is one of the coolest. Yeah. And they never rush oh, anybody. Yeah. They never, never rush anybody. Nope. And you know what? Nobody ever in that line nope. is like, oh, I got to get out of here or anything. And I've watched that line for years now, yeah. and you never see them do that. So um, yeah. uh, excited to see what you, what you were able to put together. Cheyenne will be a great time. You know, if that's when it, actually, you know, that's when it comes out, uh, it all falls in yeah. line. So congrats yeah, to man. you guys on uh, the opportunity of a lifetime, truly, with – uh, getting to do yeah, that documentary we, we we definitely feel blessed and like i said just honored to be able to do it and we're we're looking forward to giving our stab at it for sure well if it's anything like you've put out already it's gonna be pretty awesome it'll be top notch <laughs> and hey well, thank you thank you for what you guys are doing thank for you. western sports because Absolutely. There, there, there needs to be more of it that was kind of one reason that we started this podcast um you know western sports things are growing but um there's a lot more stories to tell out there that we just don't we don't get in the mainstream every day like the NFL does, yeah. NBA, Major League Baseball. We you know, you get to know those players pretty quick and it seems to take a long yeah. time to get to know a guy uh here plus the changeover is pretty quick too cuz uh your uh your life expectancy I guess is a pretty short athlete, is pretty short so yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, thank you thank you for what yeah. you guys do and and thank you for uh taking some time out of your day to join us today. All right. Yeah. Brad. No, I, I really appreciate it. All right. Brad Thank Hughes. Thank you all for having me. Absolutely. Brad Hughes, tough draw. Thanks for your time, buddy. Until next time, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Appreciate it.